So Virginia has turned blue. I mean, are you shocked? Are you shocked? I mean, Virginia has been blue since we realized uh, that they thought Northam's blackface and infant murder were acceptable. Virginia has turned blue. No, Virginia has been blue. And it honestly is a shame because Virginia is the birthplace of the republic. So the Democrats flipped both the House of Delegates and the state Senate in Virginia. And so the party now controls both the legislative chambers and the governor's mansion. But are you surprised? Don't act like you're surprised. By the way, do we have a sponsor today? Oh, why, yes, we do. And it's one we're very, uh, we're ex very excited about. Pleased to welcome Black Rifle Coffee Company as the new sponsor to the podcast. So if you drink coffee... Just use Black Rifle. It's that simple. If you're a coffee drinker, just use Black Rifle. Black Rifle is a veteran-owned and operated premium small batch roast-to-order coffee company for people who love America. And they import only the highest quality beans from around the world and always roast-to-order their coffees for you after you place your order to ensure that you receive the freshest coffee available. And they develop their explosive roast profiles with the same mission focus they learned as military members serving this great country. And all Black Rifle Coffee Company blends are available in whole bean and ground varieties. And then they also have many roasts available for purchase in single serve coffee rounds. Those coffee rounds, you know, those are the round cups you put in the machine and you push the button and it makes the coffee. And the best way to enjoy this freedom-filled coffee is with Black Rifle Coffee Club. It's a club, and what that means is you choose the amount and the blends that you want, and then they offer it to you at a special discounted price shipped directly to your home or your office every single month. And this added convenience allows you to keep working hard, making America the land of the free and the home of the brave, so you'll never have to rush to the store again for your coffee. So if you drink your coffee in the morning, if you drink coffee, this is obviously a no-brainer. Wake up to America's coffee by going to blackriflecoffee.com slash WHB. That's blackriflecoffee.com slash WHB. Enter the discount code WHB to receive 20% off your first order of any coffee products, including Black Rifle Coffee Club. That's blackriflecoffee.com slash WHB. Okay. So this idea that Virginia has suddenly turned blue is nonsense. It's been blue for a while. I mean, they've got a transgender in the Virginia House of Delegates. And the libs are acknowledging that it's blue. In the liberal publication of Vox, they write, quote, the success of female candidates on Tuesday has the potential to continue a transformation of the legislature that many say has been underway since women's 2017 victory, including a renewed focus on issues like sexual harassment prevention and anti-discrimination protections. Virginia also sends a message for Democrats in 2020, despite concerns about electability, women can and do win. So they're celebrating the fact that women are transforming the legislature. Virginia election 2019, Muslim woman makes history. I don't care. I don't really care about their sex or their religion. I care about what they believe. 
I mean, we don't need all of these monsters running around saying, kill that baby, my body, my choice. And as we know, the governor of the Commonwealth believes that that's okay. Believes that it is okay to kill the baby outside of the womb. Because you know when he said this? If a mother is in labor, I can tell you exactly uh, what would happen. Um, the infant would be delivered. Uh, the infant would be kept comfortable. Uh, the infant would be resuscitated if, if that's what the uh, mother and the family desired. And then a discussion would ensue between the physicians and the mother. Oh, a discussion. So I'm shocked. I'm shocked that this would happen to a place who elected that man as governor. Not. We've lost Virginia. Very sad, actually. And I mean that sincerely, because Virginia obviously dates back to the settlement of Jamestown in the 1600s. 1607 to be exact. The men and women picked Jamestown, Virginia for their first settlement, and it became the first permanent English settlement in North America. America was founded in this place where this governor is now saying, kill that baby. And so what happened is they, they came to Jamestown and there was disease. So they were dying like nuts. But then an Indian chief named Liz Warren. No, <laughs> no. An Indian chief named Powhatan started sending them gifts of food. Now, Chief Powhatan, he started helping them found their, uh, their colony. And then a man named John Rolfe helped turn Virginia into a profitable venture through tobacco. And then a guy named Yeardley called for the first representative legislative assembly. And this became the very beginning of our representative government in the United States of America. I mean, Virginia is literally the place where America was born. And now it has devolved into these degenerates, these degenerate scum who want to kill babies on tables. And this is what's going to happen to the entire country if we don't grow some freaking balls. I mean, you think the... Uh, this is common sense. You think the average American is in favor of infanticide? Of course not. And the stats show it. A YouGov Americans United for Life poll found that more than 75% of respondents oppose third trimester abortions and abortions performed the day before a child would be born. And more than 80% opposed removing medical care from a viable child after birth. So uh, how do we keep allowing these people who have views that are totally out of line with the American mainstream get into office. I don't know, because we're spineless, because we don't know how to win over. Conservatives don't know how to win over the hearts and minds of the American people. But Donald Trump did. That's why he's such a political phenomenon, because Donald Trump said, uh, I wasn't born with enough middle fingers for you communist jerks. And that's what so many of the other Republicans didn't realize. That's why so many of the others in the Republican Party, they just want to appease the left. 
oh, we need more women in government. We need more people of color in government. We need to cater to the Hispanic community, to the Latinx community. No, we're not going to pay attention to their views. We are simply going to elect them because they're a Muslim woman. And what does that get you? Well, that gets you Ilhan Omar. And at the end of the day, that flies in the face of everything that America stands for, which is ideas. And then meanwhile, meanwhile in Kentucky, you have this Democrat named Andy Bashir, who's declaring victory over Matt Bevin. And Andy Bashir won by a, wait for it, a whopping, 0.4% margin. And they're saying, well, this speaks doom to Donald Trump's 2020 prospects. And because Trump endorsed Matt Bevin, everyone is saying, well, clearly this, is, th th this means that Trump will lose in 2020 because Republicans are losing left and right. Well, no, Republicans actually won all of the other races for statewide office. And Bevin lost because, well, Quite honestly, Bevin went libertarian. And libertarian has been a proven failure with regard to the hearts and minds of the American people. As of October 21st, Bevin remained the most unpopular Republican governor, and he is the only Republican governor who has at least a 50% unpopular rating. So again, again, I don't think you can say, oh, this is a referendum on Trump. No, Trump's brand of conservatism is what is winning. And Trump knows that. We obviously need to win these elections nationwide. That's, I think, why Trump endorsed Bevin. And we do that by not trying to kowtow to people who, who think that, that late-term abortion is acceptable. We do that by holding fast in your rock-solid conservatism. Do not waver in your conservatism because you want to appease these lunatics. This amazing country that was started in Jamestown in 1607 will prevail, but it will not prevail if the people who say they believe in those Republican values are so easily willing to cave to the people who are so keen to destroy it. All right, you know when you're this nice, peaceful family, living your life, minding your business, and then nine members of your family are killed by a cartel, and then the New York Times and the LA Times, they write articles framing it as if it's your own fault because you settled in Mexico decades ago, and then they're saying that you basically deserve this because of who your family is? Why, yes, it's called being a victim of the drive-by by the New York Times. New York Times writes, quote, the brutal killing of nine members of an American family in northern Mexico on Monday highlights the long history of religious fundamentalist settlers in the region. And then you, and then you mosey on over, mosey right on over to the other coast, to the other publication, garbage publication on the other coast, and we see we've got more bile from the LA Times, who writes, quote, US victims in Mexico massacre were tied to family with a long history of violence. Uh, uh, these are publications that people actually take seriously. I mean, these garbage takes from the New York Times and the LA Times uh, are, are considered esteemed journalism. 
Of course not. And, and you know, pity me because I actually had to read these stupid articles that are so disrespectful to the families that are dealing with this tragedy. Oh yes, you were murdered, but we here in the mainstream media, we'd like to point out that it is kind of your fault for even being there to begin with. We don't like that. And we would like you people to know that you have relatives who are, shall we say, a bit unsavory. Because for these people, anything is better than the truth that cartels are a major threat, that the Mexican cartels are actually a problem, and it is right here at our border, and that Trump is right about border control. I mean, the LA Times, they don't even try to do news here. You know, usually when you do news, you want it to be, I don't know, new. <laughs> Some might even say it's in the name, but not the LA Times. They brush right past the violent deaths of those children and their mothers, and they basically say, well, sure they died, but don't you think these guys are weirdos? Yes, they were weirdos who were burnt to a crisp, but nevertheless, they were weirdos. And how very odd of them to believe what they did. Also, we need you to know that they have relatives who were very violent in their past. And it's very weird. And they're very weird people. And so they died. Incineration it is. And this riveting piece of New York Times journalism seems to be ignoring its own reporting because they mentioned several times throughout the piece that the families settled in the area are dealing with increasing cartel violence, but they'd rather focus on the religious nature of the victims, not the relevant news. And then they go on to say, the Liberon community suffered decades of horrifying violence in past decades, some of which was caused by internal strife. Yes, some of it was caused by internal strife, but all throughout the piece are brief mentions of different violent run-ins they've had with the cartels over the year, years, but nothing like the horrible deaths those women and children suffered this week. And according to the people who have lived in that area, they had a kind of truce with the nearby cartels. And I won't bother you if you don't bother me sort of thing. And David Langford, who grew up in La Mora, said cartel members recently had been warning people to stay off the road between the La Mora and La Baron communities at night. We did, Mr. Langford said. It was a big change from the peaceful place that northern Mexico was when he grew up, he added. What just happened has never happened in this valley ever, he said. We've been traveling that road for 50 years. Hmm. Hmm. So Sounds to me like that's the real story, not victim blaming the people who have lived there for decades for suddenly finding themselves caught in the path of increasingly vicious cartels. But that's how the leftist media works. If you want the real story, you're not going to be able to read it upright. You're going to have to read between the lines because they won't come out right and say what is plain as day, which is that cartels pose a major threat to our southern border. And that is exactly why a wall and increased security efforts are vital. But they'd rather say, oh yeah, the, well, these, it's unfortunate these people are dead, but don't you think they sound pretty weird? Don't you, sound, they, don't you think they sound pretty bizarre? 
The leftist media will say anything to distract you from realizing the truth, which is that Mexico is dangerous and that Mexico is not sending their best. And that is precisely why we need a wall. A reminder to everyone, I'd really appreciate it if you'd please rate, review, and subscribe to the White House Brief Podcast. It will make sure the truth rises above all the other stuff out there. So please rate, review, and subscribe. Thanks for listening.